0: This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Have you been wanting to read more, but don't seem to have the time? Well, with Audible, you can read your books without having to find the extra time in your busy schedule. Stuck in traffic on your way home from work? Why not marathon the Harry Potter books? In the gym and want to learn about the First Lady? Well, you can listen to Becoming Michelle Obama while doing Leg Day. And if you go to audibletrial.com cultivate, you get a month free of Audible that includes one credit that you can trade in for any audiobook of your choice, access to thousands of audiobooks free to listen to with your account, and best of all, you have access to all of your favorite podcasts in the app as well. So be sure to go to my link audibletrial.com/cultivate. That's C U L T I V the number 8 to sign up for a free month of Audible and start reading today. Thank you Audible for supporting the show. We are We
1: are We are Cultivate. 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 Cultivate.
0: Cultivate. cultivate. We are Cultivate. Hi Fred, my name is Josh Shell, host of the Let's Start a Cult podcast, the podcast that will one day get a larger payout than Joe Rogan. We will start the negotiations at 400 million. Your move Spotify. (laughs) Now with that delusion of grandeur out of the way. Grandeur the right word?
1: Grandeur, grandeur. Gr-
0: grandeur. Whatever. It's time to introduce my guest this episode. As Valentine's Day is this week, it only feels appropriate to bring on my Valentine and recurring guest to the show. Sienna, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm I'm good. Happy I'm good.
1: to be here in our basement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our our infamous basement actually. Yeah. It's as it's become on it on wiki oh, and the show. <laughs> so are you okay with this being our Valentine's date?
1: I would not be okay with it if this is <laughs> if this was just our the only thing for Valentine's Day. No. Oh
0: no. Sorry. I hate to break it to you.
1: <laughs> I know that's not true, so
0: <laughs> I'm just still waiting on that four hundred million dollars. True. And Fair then enough. I'll take you out
1: wow to thanks. a nice
0: dinner. <laughs> but until then, we're gonna be talking about a cult, as wow. the show implies usually. In today's episode of Let's Start a Cult, we will be talking about the story of Ayum Shinriko. What began as a religious movement soon became a military force that waged biochemical warfare against the civilians of Japan. Despite its heinous crimes and death of its leader, Ayum Shinriko remains active to this day, hidden under a new identity.
1: Oh, wow. I've never heard of this. Really? Unless I know the new identity. I don't know. The new identity. Yeah.
0: What is the new identity? I have what, no idea. What have you, it's QAnon.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> no, I already get had enough trouble with the QAnon people. So
1: yeah. I, I want to stay out of that as well.
0: Yeah. So, so you haven't heard of this cult. Shout out to Lindsay from Yule Crime. She recommends me a ton of cults, cults. and this was one Who of them. Who knew there
1: was so many cults.
0: There's so many <laughs> that I find out about every week. But yeah, so shout out to Lindsay for for recommending this one. I have a list that I'm going through slowly of recommendations. But are you ready to learn about this terrorist organization?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm strapped in, ready to go. Strapped
0: in, ready to go. What a Valentine's Day. (laughs) All right. So we're going to actually jump into the, the early years of the leader. I, oh, I'm, this is going to be a bad pronunciation, oh. <laughs> Ashara Shoko Shoko, and I apologize to all of Japan for the pronunciations that you're going to hear today. <laughs> so, before he became the Reverend founder of Ayum Shinriko, Asahara Shoko was a partially sighted boy named Matsumoto Shizu. What does partially Shizuo. sighted mean? Like he poor sighted, like oh, you, yeah. But I think he <laughs> yeah. was actually closer to being Going blind. blind. Yeah. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so he's some that. sight. Sure, yeah, sure. he had yeah, sight yeah, yeah.
0: issues. <laughs> he was born on March second, nineteen fifty-five, in Japan's Kumamoto Prefecture. His parents, who wove tatamiya mats for a living, were incredibly poor and struggled to provide for their seven children. However, they managed to send him to a boarding school for the blind perhaps hoping that it would be easier for him to be around people with the same disabilities. That's, That's kind of right. nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why they would have more kids. If-
1: what do you mean? That's like a huge problem in the world. There are so many factors going into that. Why families have more kids to help them, at, like especially in underdeveloped countries, like oh. developing countries, like yeah, to help them. Well, the reason people had a lot of kids to start off with was like farmers and stuff, and then they can help them right. with the work. But now it's like in developed countries, you have less kids because you're sending your kids through school for education. So you're paying for them. But in other areas where they're not sending their kids because they can't afford it, they probably are still having a lot. And also birth control and education
0: uh, yes. in areas where they're not
1: <laughs> getting education, then they're not. Yeah. Like birth control is anything medical, whatever. So like, yeah,
0: uh, I, I, yeah. Okay. As soon as I said it, I knew I was wrong, okay. but then I, I pre- <laughs> this is why I bring you on, nice. you know, the expert. Oh, yeah, in, for sure. <laughs> world issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good, good good point. But it is nice that they managed to send him to a school. Yeah. However, at school, Matsumoto was known as a bully oh, who no. often dominated and scammed his classmates.
1: I kind of love it, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> After graduating in 1975, he tried to enter a medical school in Tokyo, but his application was unfortunately denied. That's too bad. Hitler all over again. (laughs) (laughs) He decided to study acupuncture and pharmacology instead, which led him to opening his own pharmacy practice in the city of Chiba, where he sold Chinese medicines. Hmm. In 1982, shortly after opening the pharmacy, Matsumoto was forced to file for bankruptcy, though after he was arrested and convicted of selling fake medicines. With nowhere else to go, he decided to travel across the Himalayas, hoping that this would help him find enlightenment.
1: Definitely. That makes a sense.
0: Spiritual journey. For
1: sure. You get caught committing a crime, you gotta go on a spiritual journey. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Moses went up to talk to God.
1: To get the Ten Commandments. Yeah,
0: he went up a hill, right? A mountain. mountain.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're such an expert on the Bible who knew
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Upon descending from the mountains, Matsumoto dedicated himself to Agan Shu, a Japanese sect that brought together three Buddhist traditions Mahayana, Theravada. Oh, oh, my God. Vajaranism. Mm-hmm. We're going to assume those are all pronounced perfectly. Yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't know enough about any of that. So,
0: well, it's just three different Buddhist sects. He established himself as a religious guru and to promote this new image, handed out photos of himself levitating, oh. which he claimed proved that he had already achieved enlightenment.
1: So he's actually like trying to prove that he was actually levitating. Yes. Oh, I thought it was just like a thing. (laughs)
0: Like a branding thing. Yeah, exactly. You could do that. (laughs) I guess. I mean, it's technically both, but I think he's trying to
1: show (laughs) people that he, his brand
0: is trying to prove Mm -hmm. that he has achieved enlightenment. So Matsumoto also hosted meditation and yoga sessions, which he held at his one bedroom apartment in Tokyo's Shibuya district. These proved to be incredibly popular. And before long, he had gained a small following.
1: So they just came over and did yoga in like one room. I mean, I guess that's what yoga, you just need one room to do yoga. So
0: I mean, I'd be a little sketched out if I signed up for yoga and just showed up to a, you know, a 30 year old's apartment. And
1: wait, sorry, is it a one room apartment or was there one? One bedroom. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to say, imagine the kitchen's there, the bed. It's just a
0: bachelor apartment. (laughs) A studio. It could be easily. I have no idea.
1: I'm assuming it's a separate room. That'd be funny. Yeah.
0: Just 20 people show up and he's like, all right. Find some space, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's, he is gaining a small following, which is good for him. Bad for the world. Yeah. But in 1984, Matsumoto changed his name to Ashara Shoko and left Agonshu to create his own religion. He called it Aom Shinriko, which in English means the supreme truth. Uh, so yeah, we're already at the, he's already naming his cult. So respect. Nice. <laughs> According to Wired Magazine, it, quote, blended mystical Buddhism with Hindu deities, added the physical rigor of yoga, and from Christianity drew on the concept of Armageddon, end quote.
1: So he just like took a bunch of different pieces that yeah. he liked from other religions and put it into...
0: Just blended it yeah. up into a bowl and said... Here you go. There you go.
1: Interesting. (laughs) Which
0: I mean is a lot of of
1: religion, especially Catholic religions. They kind of just take what they want from like we just believe this part.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no. I I mean, it is a very common practice. So, so meanwhile, Matsumoto or Ashara, as he was now called, declared that he was simultaneously Buddha, Jesus Christ, and the Hindu god Shiva.
1: (laughs) Hey. Why not? Well, some people believe that there's just one, and then and they diff- they appear different. I don't know.
0: Well, so I if you're guess gonna so. go
1: for it. Go for it.
0: So most cults usually choose one. Yeah. They're like, I'm Jesus Christ. I'm the Buddha. This one, he's like, I'm it, I'm all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Fight me. Sure. <laughs> so he also began selling devices that he claimed would help people achieve enlightenment. These included electro caps. And astral teleporters. What is that? Well, I don't know what electrode caps are. Yeah. Astral teleporters sounds like, you know, you could teleport, teleport to a different Dim- place and yeah, dimension or maybe astral meant plane. It, yeah.
1: Like maybe you meant it spiritually. Yeah. Not that you
0: could. Obviously, obviously travel. it's all fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but since Ashara already had a number of followers from his days in Agonshu, it was easier for him to amass more. By 1987, he had already had about 1,300 devotees. Mm. Membership skyrocketed throughout the following years, rising dramatically in 1989 when the Metropolitan Government of Tokyo legalized Ayum Shinriko recognizing it as a religious organization.
1: Oh, wow. So is he making money off this though?
0: Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. He's selling okay. bullshit items. He's definitely yeah,
1: right, making okay. money Probably off charging members and stuff.
0: Oh, uh, well, yeah, probably in yoga
1: Yoga classes, classes right, you know.
0: yeah. He's got to upgrade to bigger bedrooms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True.
0: He's like, I have two bedrooms. <laughs> Double the people I can have. Asherar's followers mostly consisted of the youth, as in most cults, usually. Yeah. So according to Wired Magazine, quote, they came from college campuses, from dead-end jobs, and fast-track careers. Thousands flocked to his embrace in seeking alms, promise of enlightenment, community, and most of all, supernatural power. They were nearly all young, wide-eyed kids in their early and mid-twenties. Some dropped out of Japan's finest schools to join the cult, leaving behind families, friends, and bright futures. Others left the nation's top companies in steel, computers, insurance, and other fields. End quote. I like how insurance is added in there. (laughs) Insurance is a scam. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so he's bringing in a lot of younger, easily impressionable people in hopes of a brighter future.
1: I mean, sounds good. Yeah, Yeah. you (laughs) know what? Leave your high-stress jobs. (laughs) I can relate.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I feel... I feel you could relate to this one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go join them, please. I'll try
1: not to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't spend my 400 million.
1: Yeah, I we it. getting. I wish.
0: <laughs> Among those who joined Amshin Rico was Saichi Endo, a 28 year old student from Kyoto University, where he did his experiments in genetic engineering. There was also Masami Tsuchiya, a 24 year old graduate student at the University of Suku. Sudoku? Sudoku, yes. They just do the puzzles all day. Yeah. (laughs) That's where it was invented. (laughs) Sukubu. Sukuba? We'll go with Sukuba. Okay. (laughs) Whose research focused on the latest developments in the field of organic chemistry. And then there was 26-year-old Fumihiro Joya. Joyu. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Who graduated from Wasenda University with a degree in telecommunications and artificial intelligence. He joined Ayum Shinriko after quitting his job at the National Space Development Agency of Japan.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Which had hired him only two weeks earlier.
1: (laughs) I mean, stress of starting a new job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do like how the boomers nowadays are like, oh, kids these days just quit right away. And it's like, well, it's been happening for a a long time. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't like your job, don't... Yeah, you, you know, have to do
1: it for the rest of your life, don't, so...
0: Don't join a cult. Well, yes, obviously. But, you know, follow your yeah. passions. <laughs> so when asked by officials, he told them that his role and re- the responsibilities it entailed were incompatible with his interests in yoga.
1: Okay. Can he do yoga? Yeah,
0: you can have a side... Hobby? Project. <laughs> you could do yoga and still work. Yeah. Unless work was like, no yoga. Yeah. We don't believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's weird. Another one of Ashara's early followers with 30-year-old Hidu Maria. Mariah? Murray.
1: You're doing amazing.
0: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, An astrophysicist who had studied at the prestigious Osaka University. After graduating, he was hired by Kobe Steel, a billion-dollar conglomerate that focused on metals, machinery, electronics, and biotechnology. So very smart people.
1: Yeah, I was about to say.
0: People that you, you would... Well, I mean, the more I do this podcast, the more I realize that... Anyone can be tricked. Yeah. Um, but last, usually if
1: you think, you think of like uneducated people, like don't have connections.
0: Mm-hmm. But right? I mean, even the last one we did, the family yeah, was like, it was like doctors and yeah, psychologists and stuff true. like that who have like doctorates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just goes to show you, anyone can be convinced. So to recruit more members, Ashara and his followers use mediums that were popular with young people, such as videos and science fiction magazines. There, they published articles and placed ads claiming that they could help others gain supernatural powers like te- oh telepathy God. and levitation. I would like telepathy. I think that's yeah. my top like superpower.
1: Being able to move things with your mind. Yeah. yeah.
0: You could fly because you can move you, yourself.
1: Oh, I guess so. I or, guess I didn't Or think about move that.
0: something underneath you. I guess. And then you're flying.
1: True. Yeah. And okay.
0: Yeah. It's pretty good power. Yeah. yeah. Way better than levitation because if you have telepathy, you can do levitation.
1: I guess I know, I didn't think about it that way, but you're right. I guess you could, you could fly cause you can move your body. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Create force field kind of things. How? Telepathy.
1: Yeah. Is I thought that's a... just you moving things.
0: Well, I, you, I guess, yeah. I don't know. I don't know right.
1: enough about telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> don't look into it to try to gain it.
0: We're going to have an argument about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us know
0: in the comments. <laughs> can you put up force fields with telepathy? Yeah. I feel you could like, cause you can move the particles in the air to create a dense barrier.
1: Wow, I feel like you've thought about this a lot.
0: <laughs> I have. This oh is my, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it goes superheroes and then cults for me. Nice. Ashara made sure whatever they published appealed to the youth's sense of alienation and isolation. Apocalyptic preaching also resonated with them simply because they had grown up immersed in video games and cartoons that were filled with graphic depictions of violence, murder, and even rape.
1: I mean, I feel like that's now too.
0: That's true. Yeah, I mean, well, alienation and thing is like at an all time high.
1: Yeah, well, especially the with pandemic. the pandemic.
0: But even social media. Oh yeah, pushing people to the like.
1: You're just on your phones. You're like not, not connecting. Not
0: connecting. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're doing right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Even like video games though and stuff now, like. Yeah. Violence.
0: Yeah, it's it's violence and and stuff like that. So weird
1: that they specifically said rape. I'm now getting worried about what.
0: Yeah, I'm now concerned about what Japan puts in their video games, <laughs> yeah. like and cartoons. I feel that's not a common trope.
1: Not for children's stuff.
0: No, but, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like even
1: I mean, though adult. it is in shows like Game of Thrones. Oh and yeah, you're like right. There are, it's definitely depicted. For you're sure. right,
0: you're right. Yeah, that's fair. So I guess uh, good way to connect with your audience. Nice. <laughs> Kido Murray, the young brilliant astrophysicist, had learned about Ayum Shinriko through a book on yoga that the group had published. He soon became one of Ashara's most devoted followers, even going so far as to live permanently in a tiny cell that members use for meditation. I hate that. <laughs> so do I. As someone with claustrophobia. Yeah,
1: same. That would
0: be the worst. Some experts have claimed that youth were attracted to Ayum Shinriko because they felt stifled by Japan's culture of individualism in favor of creating a collectivistic society. Most of them spend hours of the day studying only to graduate into a corporate world that forced them to work around the clock. The country was also a bustling metropolis crammed with millions of people where silence and peace of mind were practically unheard of.
1: I mean, I I've never been to Japan, so I can't, but like apps. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Well, I mean, even like I've never lived in a city city, like yeah. in the middle of the city.
1: Oh, I lived in Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Well, yeah. What a a big city. <laughs> shout out to Waterloo. <laughs> but I can, I can kind of relate to, you know, you study your, your, your entire youth yeah. and then just get put into a corporate world where you're expected to work.
1: Oh, I know. All the time. That's you know? literally, once again, I've, this is what's been going through my head lately where yeah. literally the rest of our lives are working. And if you don't love it, then you're going to yeah. hate your life. So
0: Push for that four day, 32 we, hour work week.
1: That's true, actually.
0: Same pay. We got to demand it. Yeah, I'm damn Rise right. up, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> we're taking back yeah. the, the corporate world and living our lives.
1: Yeah. Although there's nothing wrong with a nine to five because like you see all those TikTok videos where it's like, romanticizing not having nine to five where they're Mm. like working whatever but it's like nine to fives are pretty dope like you go in during the day and then you still have time to do things at night and you can enjoy your weekends yeah things like that
0: well i'm not saying get rid of nine to five i'm saying i know four day work week nine to five yeah so you have three days off
1: although i think when they were doing like the study or when they were implementing in other countries i think they were doing longer work days for four mm. days. I think it's like, like 10 that. hour work days for four days.
0: I think we demand the same time. But
1: <laughs> the issue is like, how do you make that happen across the board? Like, what are you doing with people who are working in the service industry? Just making sure their shifts are just more people, I guess so. But the issue then is they're going to have to pay them more or you pick that. I'm just thinking shift work. It's like some people are working like Seven shifts a week. If say they're waitressing, and they're, well, shift works
0: different, right? Like say your are waitressing, not, you're not full time usually, right? Yeah,
1: but that's what I mean. So it's like, is it this only for corporate jobs? Is this only for office jobs? Because that's not fair either. Like as a teacher, would I be working as, five days a week? Still,
0: no, because parents would be off an extra day.
1: That's true, I guess. So
0: kids would get off an extra day. Yeah. So any kids listening to this, shut this off yeah. because <laughs> we talk about not good things. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. You know?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm for parents it. Parents and kids
0: get a get an extra extra three-day work week yeah. obviously service industry you might have to work with that a bit
1: well because that's the issue it's like service
0: industry screwed over anyway I don't want to get into that like they get paid less yeah than they should well just that's get what paid. I mean
1: like because if they're if someone's working five days a week then it's like oh no we're actually gonna cut back your hours to implement so that everybody's working four days but then they don't pay them more oh yeah well
0: for that's those what, four
1: days then that's the problem
0: that's what I'm saying for salary workers it's you yeah, just keep it the makes same sense. salary. Exactly. yeah yeah so I, it's
1: anybody who's not working salary that's gonna be where it's like
0: yeah, I mean, I haven't thought this entirely through, but...
1: I think about it all the time. Just <laughs> saying,
0: not really. But for corporate, it works pretty well. Yeah. Like for corporate businesses. I, uh,
1: and like anything federal or like the government. Yeah,
0: you'd have to figure something out for service industry, but... Yeah, that's I mean, a, they
1: need... There's issues. Yeah, with there's how tons of issues. Anyways, so. <laughs>
0: um, how did we get here? Oh, yeah, the corporate work world. Yeah. So, you know, they used the cult to escape that. And according to Wired Magazine, quote, one can understand why then the Japanese say they preferred to cultivate inner space, the inside of their homes, the inside of their minds, and now I'm offered the ultimate inner space, one that would take its followers on a direct line to outer space. End quote. Wow. You hate outer space. I do hate it.
1: I like outer space. I like it because it's cool, but I can't think about it too much or it freaks me out.
0: Well, these people just thought about it all the time. Nothing. <laughs> going on astral plane journeys yeah. for many japanese young adults ayum shinriko represented an escape from their mindlessness and meaningless reality because of this the religion's ranks swelled by the thousands each year it's crazy Whoa. this is gonna be one of the biggest cults i talk about oh really yeah
1: what's the biggest ones before this
0: um, how many people? it's a great question
1: how many probably queuing gen-jons? on <laughs> oh all, <yeah.
0: laughs> Or the Nazi party. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. The house of David was a whole town though.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, but depending on how many thousands was in that, but I'm pretty sure this one might be the bigger one. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but in the late 1980s, Ashara began making plans for Ayum Shinriko's international expansion. He turned his attention to New York city where he listed it as a nonprofit tax and charitable religious organization whose activities mainly consisted of translating and selling books. Mm. It didn't do so well in the United States, though garnering only less than 200 members.
1: So it's non-profit. He's not making money. Or he's well, just saying it's non-profit. I don't
0: know how many non-profits
1: yeah, are say nonprofit.
0: they're nonprofit and then they actually make money. Because he's a religious organization, so he can get away with being not taxable. But to be honest, he probably didn't make money in the United States, but he probably okay. does in hey. Japan, really, right? And Russia, because Ashara was more successful in Russia, where he amassed between 35,000 and 55,000 followers. Oh my gosh. The country became Ayum Shinriko's largest arm outside of, of Japan, with at least seven branches in Moscow alone. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you got to think, like, Russia around this time, it's pretty Cold high War? stress. 80s so just after the cold war right yeah but still it's a it's not a great time you know so local networks of ayum shinriko were established in australia germany indonesia taiwan united kingdom canada israel sri lanka belarus ukraine ghana and nigeria wow however none of these were as popular or as large as the one in russia as the years passed, Ashara's preachings began to focus less on religion and more on the apocalyptic vision that he had claimed to receive. Sometime in the early 1990s, he predicted that Japan would go through a series of disasters, including a war against the United States. He also said only members of Ayum Shinriko would survive this devastation, allowing them to replace the government and rule Japan. Nice. And once again, I don't know if they'd win that war. No. <laughs> So interestingly enough, these apocalyptic predictions were corroborated by members who had once been scientists. The astrophysicist Hito Murai even became the group's senior scientist whose work involved figuring out how to use modern science to prompt Ayum Shinriko's teaching. So they're using science to prove his claims, right? Under Murai's influence, Ashara ordered his followers to prepare for imminent war. They collected firearms and even developed their own biological weapons using supplies on the nerve gas serene that they had managed to get their hands on. This was the same gas used by Nazi Germany in World War II. Oh,
1: my God.
0: <laughs> How did they get a hand? How are they getting How? the firearms?
1: Like, they're relig- like they're pretty big religious group. So, I mean, like, people got to know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess they just let them get away. I have no okay. idea, honestly. Like it, I
1: mean I guess maybe gun laws and things weren't as developed. I don't
0: know what the laws in Japan are. I have
1: literally no idea. I'm Russia, assuming it's I could not see are lenient. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Russian I could see being lenient. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about Japan actually. That's that's interesting. I should do I should have done yeah, research in that. I should look it up right now. Do it. Gun laws. Japan. In Japan. No one in Japan may purchase a handgun or rifle. Hunters and target shooters may possess shotguns and air guns under strict... I don't know what that word means. Conditions, basically. (laughs) So I don't know if this is before or after, but...
1: So that's stricter than Canada, because... Yes. Hunters can have rifles, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. So very interesting. Wired magazine further reported, quote, Other scientists worked on synthesizing mustard gas, VX, and other chemical killers... In cult biolabs equipped with the latest gear, technicians cultured agents that caused anthrax, Q fever, and botulism. Botulism? Botulism, thank you. At the same time, assembly lines were set up to produce a thousand Russian machine guns and tons of TNT. End quote. They're just gearing That's up. What? Like, what are they up expecting? For war. I
1: guess that if everyone were to die but them, it'd have to be a pretty intense war. <laughs>
0: see if it's everyone is going to die except for their group why would they gear up for war like you're not going to win that fight
1: well that's true i guess you're right like that (laughs) the way they made it sound is as like oh everyone's gonna die except us it'll be like a spiritual thing like they're going to be kept alive (laughs) but then that so then they wouldn't need weapons anyways
0: true they just die
1: they just not they just live is what i'm saying like god or whatever they believe in would would keep them alive that's what it's it's say Wingardium, Liviosa. And they'd
0: float? lift them up above Japan Well, US and them fight and then yeah, put exactly. them back down yeah. after the fight's done.
1: Yeah. Or maybe they think that they're going to be like superpower army soldiers like Captain America and like not <laughs> die. I don't know.
0: I know no one else could take on the US army, but we can yeah. <laughs> with mustard gas. I don't know what they were considering. It, it doesn't make any sense to me, but who knows? For. Ashara transforming his religious movement into a militarized organization was a way for Ayum Shinriko to increase its power, and so he focused his efforts on achieving this goal. He ordered his followers to build a stronghold near Mount Fuji, as well as factories where they could manufacture weapons. He also established a biological and chemical warfare program that was spearheaded by the virologist Saichi Endo, who had been one of his earliest followers.
1: I don't like, is this all going under the rug? Like, are they, doesn't sound like it. I don't know.
0: It sounds like he, has a, he holds a lot of power in Japan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe they didn't do anything because they couldn't do anything?
1: Maybe. True.
0: Ashara also established a research program that he hoped would enable him to control the minds of others. This was led by Dr. Aiko Hayashi, 48-year-old cardiovascular surgeon who conducted experiments on his fellow devotees. <laughs> so they're doing experiments on... Oh my followers God. <laughs> it's crazy
1: like do you know if any of the followers like dropped out at this point
0: oh i'm sure some dropped yeah. out but i'm sure he's gaining more than he's losing yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what i mean one of his victims was a 25 year old victim G- well you know like
1: they like de- are they dead well
0: he's doing experiments on okay. their brain yeah. so yeah there's gonna be some deaths you think
1: they volunteer
0: i'm not sure if it's forced volunteer or like uh you're gonna get into heaven if you do this kind of volunteer yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean so one of his victims was a 25-year-old Japanese Army veteran who worked as Ashara's personal bodyguard. Dr. Hayashi allegedly put electrodes in the man's brain using a surgical insertion made on his skull. Later, the man would recall, quote, When I came to, I was on the bed and didn't know what was going on. It seemed many days had passed, but I had no memory. When I touched my head, there were swollen spots. They were painful both inside and outside my head. It was a dull, aching pain. End quote. <laughs> Face. I don't like
1: that. <laughs> I don't anything. I'm not a big
0: yeah, gore, yeah, gore for person. person. Yeah, yeah. They're just putting stuff yeah, I don't like in it. their head for...
1: So this guy's alive though. or He's alive? alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: who's to say how many died yeah, during yeah, yeah. these experiments? Because that is a very dangerous experiment that I could see oh, going yeah. very wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> so besides these programs, Ashara also issued orders to recruit people from the Japanese military. This was fairly successful Nearly 40 active duty members of the self-defense force were soon following him, alongside 60 army veterans and a first lieutenant in the country's second anti-tank helicopter unit who leaked classified data to the group. Oh my God. (laughs) So they've got some pretty powerful... good for them, yeah. Well, good for them? I don't know. I mean... I'm sure Japan wanted to keep that a secret. Yeah. (laughs) Despite the scale of these efforts, Ashara believed that they weren't enough to consolidate his power. In February 1990, he established the Shinrito Party and, along with 24 of his followers, ran during an election for the House of Representatives. However, they failed to garner enough votes to secure seats within the government. Perhaps this failure was the reason why, in 1994, Ashara decided to reorganize into something that resembled a shadow government. Great year. Yeah, it was a great year. (laughs) Uh, For no reason. (laughs) You'll never know my age. (laughs) According to experts, its structured was a blend of medieval theocracy and post-war Japan, with a constitution and 24 different ministries.
1: Oh my god. So they've
0: built out an entire legitimate. government.
1: Well, not legitimate, but like...
0: Yeah, I- illegitimate, illegitimate government. <laughs> <laughs> to lead these ministries, Ashara chose his most loyal followers. For instance, Hito Mariah became minister of science and technologist... Well, the virologist Sichi Endo was appointed Minister of Health and Welfare.
1: Is he the one doing experiments?
0: Um,
1: I can't remember. Uh, m- so many names.
0: Hido, Hido was the oh, okay. one, I think, doing experiments. Uh, no, many. no, sorry. None of, the, neither of those were doing okay. experiments. It was uh, Hayashi. Right. He was doing experiments. So luckily he doesn't have that. Yeah. Well, he, he, who knows? Ministry of
1: Health. That's why I was like,
0: well. <laughs> Everyone must get implants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, an engineer named Kyohaidu Hayakawa became the minister of construction. Ironically enough, he had been in charge of creating weapons of mass destruction. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's like, I know how to take it down. I know how to build it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ayum Shinriko became increasingly violent throughout the early nineties. In 1994, members filled a reporter's apartment with phosgene gas, which nearly killed her. Oh, That same year, they targeted the city of Matsumoto in Japan's Nagano Prefecture, whose residents had opposed Ashara's proposal of establishing a factory in, in its southern region. This had led to a lawsuit, which at the time was still being reviewed by the court. On the evening of June 27th, 1994, members of Yume Shinriko released a cloud of sarin gas from a converted refrigerator truck. They aimed to assassinate the three judges who were presiding over their lawsuit, However, they ended up killing seven people that night. Oh. An eighth victim, a woman named Sumiko Kono, lay in coma for more than a decade before passing away in 2008.
1: How is the government not... Like, they created a shadow government. you think the Japanese government would be like, ah, we gotta do something about these people.
0: Yeah, honestly, kind of on their bed. But you know what? As oh, I oh, think awesome. about it, the amount of, you know... United States and Canadian cults that have been true. very clearly a terrorist organization and the governments just kind of overlook it. Right. Is ridiculous. I mean, QAnon just gets to do whatever the fuck they want now.
1: It's true. They're turning a blind eye.
0: Like, what can you really do to a cult of belief? How do you stop yeah. that?
1: I guess you have to wait until you can demilitarize, it right?
0: demilitarize yeah. them.
1: Well, that's yeah. Yeah.
0: But they're still going to believe and that might even force them to. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tricky thing, and uh, I'm not the one to figure Come out. Come <laughs> on, that's up to the professionals. Um, so, as disturbing as these incidents were, none of these came close to the Tokyo subway attack, which showed just how far Ayum Shinriko was willing to go. So, do you know who will not put you in a coma? Is this
1: is an ad break.
0: This is an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> subtle, subtle. I know. Okay,
1: try. Let's go again.
0: Uh, so, do you know who won't attack your subways?
1: The subway franchise? You should have dude subway ad.
0: I don't want okay. to do a subway ad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone associated with Jared is. is oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not subway, but maybe. Well, maybe I think subway. That
1: cookie's still in my bag.
0: The subway cookie? Yeah. yeah.
1: I had to throw that. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, so the the products and services that support this show, mm. uh, they won't put you in a coma or what else do they say? Oh, attack, attack your subway. subways. <laughs> they won't attack your subways. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Have you been wanting to read more, but don't seem to have the time? Well, with Audible, you can read your books without having to find the extra time in your busy schedule. Stuck in traffic on your way home from work? Why not marathon the Harry Potter books? In the gym and want to learn about the First Lady? Well, you can listen to Becoming Michelle Obama while doing Leg Day. And if you go to audibletrial.com cultivate, you get a month free of Audible. That includes one credit that you can trade in for any audiobook of your choice, access to thousands of audiobooks free to listen to with your account, and best of all, you have access to all of your favorite podcasts in the app as well. So be sure to go to my link audibletrial.com/cultivate. That's C U L T I V the number 8 to sign up for a free month of Audible and start reading today. Thank you Audible for supporting the show. All right. And we are back. I hope you purchased a product and or service.
1: Yeah. In that odd break. Just went right to the Chrome. Searched it.
0: I hope it wasn't Subway.
1: Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's time to get into the Tokyo subway attack. Not Subway, the franchise, the franchise but Subway is in the train. Yeah.
1: like Metro. Yeah, exactly. On March 20th,
0: 1920, 1995, almost said 25 we went back in time (laughs) those teleporters worked oh my gosh (laughs) with the police closing in on him due to his previous crimes ashara ordered five of his followers to release the nerve gas sarin, sarin sarin i don't know into tokyo's subway system they carried bags filled with highly toxic substances which they then punctured before leaving behind on the train according to the encyclopedia britannica quote as the liquid in the bag started to vaporize, the fumes began affecting the passengers. The trains continued on towards the center of the city, with sickened passengers leaving the cars at each station. The fumes were spread on at Were they stop. letting other
1: passengers on it?
0: Well, I don't know if the train conductor necessarily knew, right?
1: Every single one of them should have got off at the next station and been like, don't get on.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, they might. Yeah, who knows? Okay, anyways, <laughs> I don't know how it was working. People are just getting back on. They're yeah. like, I got places to go, you know? People or, corporate Japan, yeah. <laughs> keeping me down. Um, <laughs> so the train continued on towards the city center with sickened passengers leaving the cars at each station. The fumes were spread at each stop, either by emanating from the tainted cars themselves or through contact with liquid-contaminating people's clothing and shoes. Many of the individuals who were overcome by the exposure to the sar- sarin during the attacks, were those who came into contact with the agent while trying to assist those who had already been stricken? End quote. Oh no. In the end, the attack left 13 people dead <gasps> and thousands of others severely injured. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Among the victims were two subway employees who had died while trying to remove the sarin bags, uh, f- sarin filled bags at the sarin, I think. Sarin filled bags at the Kasu... Kasu mm, at the station. Okay. Kasugami
1: station uh, okay well, uh, I mean wow they're, like they're heroes trying to remove yeah
0: that. it's sad that they, yeah they oh my died gosh, but yeah two days after the attack the police conducted a massive raid on Ayum Shinriko's offices in Tokyo its laboratory headquarters at the city of Kamishu okay.
1: oh my gosh
0: okay <laughs> it's so long Kamikushiko Chiki in Yamanshi prefecture was also raided where they seized canisters filled with toxic chemicals that have been used to create the sarin gas. While Ashar initially denied his group's involvement in the attack, the evidence that the police found during the raids were more than enough to arrest him and hundreds of his followers.
1: See, that's a problem with the justice system, though. Like, they had all that stuff. It was clearly they're a terrorist organization, and it took an actual attack for them to be
0: to yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah. The justice system is usually reactive, not proactive. Yeah, as yeah we've we've <laughs> experienced yeah. in our lifetime. Yeah. So I don't know. Like you yeah. definitely needs an overhaul for sure. If any police are listening, I'm not saying like, you know, lose your job. No. I, <laughs> no. I think that's part of the the movement towards defund the police is yeah. to work on more proactive. Not,
1: yeah. And it's not the police officers themselves. It's a the system, right? Yeah. So.
0: If you invest in communities and, and lower income places, maybe there'll be less yeah. crime. And, and you
1: have social workers and mental social health. Social workers.
0: Yeah. 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 Instead of killing everyone you meet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah.
0: Or arresting uh, them or allowing them to kill someone, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I don't know. I can't change the system. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with the four day work week. <laughs> and I'm sure cl- crimes will go down.
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs>
0: um, so, in October of the, that year, the Japanese government stripped Ayum Shinriko of its status as a religious organization. However, this wasn't enough to dissolve the group. Ayum Shinriko remains active to this day, operating under the name Aleph.
1: A-L-E-F?
0: You're close. A-L-E-P-H.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: so in conclusion, in 2004, after an eight-year trial, Ashara and 13 of his followers were sentenced to death. Eight-year trial? Yeah. Oh. Well, it's like, there's a lot.
1: Yeah, I guess. You know
0: what I mean? Like, it's a big case, and I'm sure there was lots of arguing back and forth. They're in jail at this point, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, they're not just out on the street. So, uh, Ashara and 13 of his followers were sentenced to death after being convicted of charges related to the Tokyo subway attack. He attempted to file an appeal in 2006, but this was denied on the morning of July 6, 2018, Japan's ministry of justice confirmed that 63 tw- year old Shoko Ashara had just been executed. The story of Ayyum Shinriko is disturbingly fascinating simply because no other cult has managed to carry out terrorist attacks using biochemical weapons that they themselves yeah. had developed. As Wired Magazine put it, quote, a college education, some basic lab equipment, recipes downloaded from the internet for the first time, ordinary people can create extraordinary weapons. Technology and training have simply become too widespread, too decentralized to stop a coming of era do-it-yourself machines for mass murder, end quote. And this is unfortunately the legacy of Ayum Shinriko. Not great. No, not, not, not great. And it is a dark, like, cause that is something people worry about, right? Like you can just get anything you want from the internet.
1: Yeah. And how to videos on YouTube. How to yeah.
0: make sar- sarin gas. Yeah. How to 3D. A
1: cult. <laughs>
0: how to start a cult. Yeah. How to 3D print a, a gun. Yeah. How to 3D print anything basically. Yeah. It's it's a little scary. How do you combat that? Like I don't think you really can. Like no. it's a hard thing to combat. Once it's out on the internet, it's out there. Yeah, and most people can get access to it. So there's the dark thought. We leave it on. <laughs> Before we end today's episode, you know what? You know what time it is? Super Bowl. Su- what well, yeah, is yeah. Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Cult critique.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Out of five, right?
0: It is out of five. For those who are new to listening to this show, at the end of every episode, we rate and review the cult that we just talked about as if it was a Yelp review. Uh, so out of five stars, what do you think the Ayum Shinriko cult is, is, (laughs) was, Uh, (laughs) it still is.
1: See, that's hard. And I know you don't have any like actual system and it's just like, you could rate it. Like if it was really bad, you could give it five. If it was really good, you could give it five. Like, Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I guess I'm giving it, I'll give it a four. Okay. Because they reached across the world and that began in the 70s and 80s, right?
0: Uh, yes. So, that was before, 70s, 70s. like,
1: social media. So, they were able to still, True. like, I the mean, there was like wide, There was, like, uh,
0: there was internet still around.
1: Yeah. But it was not But as, I understand what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And they were able to literally create their own weapons. And they had a shadow, shadow government.
0: <laughs> Which is impressive. That
1: is impressive. And they weren't shut down. So I'm going to go with a four because they were managed to do all that themselves. And I mean, it started out as a little yoga thing. So <laughs> look how far they came. So it just goes
0: to show you yoga just kills. Just believe in yourself. You oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but obviously it's horrible. And for the people who lost their lives and stuff like that's insane. Like,
0: yeah, like yeah. It,
1: it's, it's deplorable.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, as much as I am against the death, penalty. Yeah. If anyone deserved it, it was probably him. I don't, his followers, it's questionable because it's like, yeah. How much can you blame? I mean, the people
1: who who are creating the
0: the bombs and doing
1: experiments. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. But then do you take it back to like,
1: like how far do you go?
0: Like the nuclear bombs? Do you blame the scientists scientists for building that?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. yeah, It's hard to decipher where that gray zone is and where, yeah. So I definitely blame him and he should definitely have been punished Again, death penalty, I guess if anyone yeah. deserved it, it was him yeah his followers maybe
1: punished They could not. have
0: they could have maybe made a recor- like a, a recovery and made a better life for themselves yeah, I don't I know. agree maybe life in prison so wait, are
1: still people are people still following this today? <laughs> yeah
0: so uh, LF however uh, you Alef, pronounce it yeah. is is still an active group
1: insane
0: It's under different leadership so they're so probably maybe they're just not militarized on the beliefs yeah versus, I think I think that's yeah. more what it is
1: still though I don't
0: um, know if that's
1: necessarily a good thing. Yeah.
0: I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably give it a f- three or four star as well. Cause yeah, they're pretty successful getting yeah. that many followers. Like it was probably around a hundred thousand at its yeah. peak, if not even more than that. So that's a, uh, something to be, you know, something and, Yeah, itself, it says something yeah. about the belief and, and the willingness as people were to leave Japan's society to, to join. Anyway, is there anything you want to shout out before we leave today?
1: Oh my goodness. Go you, Rams. You, need a,
0: you need a podcast yeah. so that you can shout something. Go Rams. Yeah. <laughs> you think the Rams are going to win?
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's what I'm betting.
0: That's your bet? Yeah. So this podcast will actually come out. After. Yeah. After. Oh. So.
1: Maybe I I, I'm saying go out.
0: Bengals. So it's going to be. You, a, yeah.
1: But you also said that they're going to pour white Gatorade.
0: I did say that in that's the prop bets. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst flavor.
1: Yeah. I guess. Okay, you get so no one's going to be
0: drinking it. I mean. So whatever. it'll be on the table.
1: But yeah. To pour. Yeah
0: tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is it for today. Please oh, happy let us,
1: Valentine's
0: happy day. Valentine's day to those who are celebrating. I mean, some people might not celebrate. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, and, uh, go Bengals. <laughs> 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 let us know who you're cheering for for the Super Bowl, or who you cheered for. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like after. Let us know what you thought about this cult. Uh, if there's any information I missed, please let me know. If you enjoyed
1: all the right pronunciations of oh, it all, please. rip him to shreds. If we
0: have any Japanese rip listeners, please send me like a voice note or something. I think we have that yeah. on on our website, so you can go to my website. Let's start a call podcast dot com. And there's a little like message button. You can click that and leave a voice message to let me know how I pronounced everything wrong. Wrong. yeah Love that. (laughs) I appreciate that. So if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five star review on Apple podcasts, good pods, pod chaser, and Spotify. If you really love this episode and can't wait to hear more, you can go to patreon.com slash cultivate podcast network and sign up using the link in the show notes to get a week early access. Wow! Just Usually, this episode is not a week early. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, We've been busy. I've been busy. Yeah. Usually, it'll be a week early. You'll get also get a week early access to Reddit on Wiki, my other podcast, The Dumbfound Dead, as you well know. Patrick and John, who have been in the show many times, and John's bonus episode, Kaba, uh, bonus podcast, I guess it is. Kaba. He talks about cryptids and and mythos uh, in like ten minute chunks on his bonus podcast on our Patreon. There are higher tiers, so if you want more content, you can go check out the, the Patreon to figure out which tier works for you. So thank you, Fred, for listening. And thank you, Sienna, for coming on today.
1: You're welcome. Everybody nope. better rate this five stars because I'm
0: on it. <laughs> 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 rate it five stars just for Sienna. Yes, please. Um, so that she'll forgive me for not doing a Valentine's Day date.
1: Hey, we had a <laughs> lovely Valentine's Day
0: last night. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.